Welcome back to Ranking Things with Levi. This is a really fun list that we got to do with Keaton a couple weeks ago. I'm excited to uh, get it up. Uh, Keaton offered to rank uh, Zelda games, and I've played five, so I can rank them. Um, but Keaton obviously gives a lot more um, uh, experienced opinions here. Uh, and then we do uh, California freeways and lunch meets as well, just to prevent it from being the most boring episode ever. Um, so it still ends up being pretty long-winded. Uh, the three of us, or the both of us, have experience in all three of those things. It was a blast to get to do this with Keaton. So thanks again to him for coming on, and definitely let me know if there's something you want to rank. I plan on keep you know keeping on doing this. And um, this is actually my first time just using the Zoom audio recording, uh, which means it's even easier uh, to make an episode. So let's rank stuff. And uh, here it is. Keaton doing Zelda games, California freeways, and lunch meets. Welcome back to Ranking Things with Levi. I'm really excited to have with me Keaton Russell. How are you doing, Keaton? I'm doing good. I'm uh, thrilled to do this ranking with you. We're going to hit a couple things. Uh, you you actually invited me to rank yeah, I, Zelda games. <laughs> this I, is your idea. Yeah. I came off of, I finished Majora's Mask, and I, I was so furious at the experience, and so I, I put on my Instagram story, I'm like, at Levi, have me on your podcast so we can rank Zelda games, just so I can put this one at the bottom. <laughs> They're like, sure, what time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we've, so I, um, we'll talk about Zelda, but I added, a, we added a couple other lists as well, just to make this more of an episode that may yeah. have an attraction to more people, you know, because not everybody has played Zelda games, but obviously yeah, they're very popular. More is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, Zelda for me has been, I, I definitely, I don't play a lot of video games. I think Luke, my brother is, has always played video games though. And he's yeah. really the expert and I would play games kind of around him or like, and but Zelda games are kind of the only ones that I ever kind of locked into. But as an adult now, like I've never owned a game system actually. Um, so I've only ever played Luke's. What was your what was your things. first Zelda experience? So my first Zelda experience would be Ocarina of Time with in Jason Hensley's bedroom when we were growing up together, and or like twelve or thirteen. On the N sixty four. On the N sixty four or younger. It's got to be nine or ten. It came out in what year did that come uh, out? 96? It came out. Ninety six. No, ninety nine. It came out in ninety nine. Okay. Because and like. So I, I, I was very upset with this, this whole Majora's Mask experience. And so I was like, I'm just going to do a little research. And we, I mean, we can get into that. But they had a, less than a year to work on that game. It's after Ocarina came out. And it was released in 2000. Okay, so, so Ocarina, Ocarina, like of Time came, Ocarina of Time came out November 21st, 1998. So that was for Christmas of 98. Okay, yeah. So I was 11. I pro- so I'm probably playing it as an 11 and 12-year-old when that game came out. Brand- and the yeah. N64, when it was happening, was so great. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, so that, the the 3D the step into the 3D realm was yeah, that you know was people hadn't seen. Mind. I mean, all, every, I think there was just the PS1 at the time that was the one that could do it with uh, like Final Fantasy VII, and that's you know yeah all just big polygons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, games were making big changes for us. I mean, I can't even. I mean, that's 20 years, 22 years ago now. It's yeah, just a whole other thing. So yeah, I mean, I, I was telling you before we recorded, all, all my gaming now is done on my phone. Uh, right. That's where I, that's where I play Fortnite, but everything else, <laughs> everything else is uh, is a thing of the past. But I'll, I'll, I've got a story about uh, Breath of the Wild when we get that. That's clearly on my 
uh, list. Oh yeah. So I mean, so we might as well we might as well just start with with that as our number one because I feel like you're probably gonna well, say this number one. I'm I'm gonna well no let's hold let's hold we gotta we got an okay. order of things okay. here so we go five right. to one. Um, five to one. Before and and we'll do honorable mentions after in case you wanted to give some love to any that didn't make the top five. Uh, yeah, I have one. Yeah. Okay, but uh, but if we do it now, well, I don't have any, so what, let's just do it now. What's your uh, my honorable mention? Um, yeah. it would be the first like real like ex- Zelda experience I had, which was Skyward Sword. Okay. Um, surprisingly, I've never actually personally owned Twilight Princess, despite having a Wii. Okay. Um, I, I think I understand. I never played yeah, I don't, at all. So. I, it's a uh, it's a different Forest one. It's a very it's a very contrast. I mean, very dark looking. Not that I'm against uh-huh. it. It's just that Skyward Sword came out, and I was like, oh, this is the new one. Yeah. Uh, at the time, and so I played the heck out of that, and it was it's a, I mean, it's like these lovely pastel colors, and it's very nice. Uh, okay. It's a lot of fun mechanics. Imagine they took every single motion mechanic from Wii Sports, okay. and put it into a Zelda. Oh, nice. That sounds fun. Right, so you know, you swing the sword. Yeah, the, swing the Wii, the Wii remote, it swings the sword in that direction. You have a, um, you have a bomb. You can roll it like a bowling ball, or you oh, can throw it like a basketball. Huh. Uh, yeah, you know, stuff like that. Uh, the reason it's not on my list is because each of its areas are kind of disjointed from each other. Okay. Go back up into the the whole idea of Skyward Sword is that you're this it's on this island floating in the sky. Okay. Right your main area and then you go back down to the ground okay and the sky for being your main area and having little floating islands it's super boring okay (laughs) it also it also for whatever reason they decided to color it i mean when you think of sky you think of like a nice light blue a nice kind of maybe a little bit of a gray they they decided to to color it like pastel light tan okay that's and it's it's just gross looking up there it's boring <laughs> and so you're like i only want to spend my time on the ground and then you get to the ground and you're very limited because you're very like enc- encompassed so progressing like just if you're just going through the story just kind of walking through it's fine but once you start like i think i'll go over here it immediately becomes a very boring game oh, that's funny so i have that's... like a lot of fun memories about it i put okay. like you know, over 50 or 60 hours into that game <laughs> And it has, you know, it has really great like uh, dungeons and bosses, and it's it's a very well thought out game, except for that. And so okay. that's why I didn't want to put it on my list. Okay, but it is an honorable mention because I, I like it was such a huge moment for like thirteen uh, year old me at the time. Yeah, yep. I was like, wow. So my top five is limited to the five zelda games that i've played so that's oh, yeah. i haven't played all of them either so, okay, there, so i'm probably so, i might get i might get a text later or something going why isn't why haven't you yeah. put uh this game on here i, I already yeah. kind of know which one's going to be on here but like which okay. ones are going to be messaged me about but right all right so you go ahead so, your- so let's get into it what, what will you start your number five my number five okay so my number five and this is going to be a little bit of a, of a rant, so I mean, stop me if we're going a little. Okay. If I'm going a little too irate, but again, okay. this is the one that was the the most previous, which is Majora's Mask. Oh, okay. All and right. so, I don't know if I on it. I finished it just just this last week, uh-huh. and I put it on my Instagram story like as I was progressing through the final like area. 
just like because I was just like I'm really irritated right now at this game and and I was like I have not played a game in I can't even remember the last game that has made me feel that it's irritated and it was weird because I loved Ocarina of Time and we'll see that later on the list yeah yeah I yeah. loved Ocarina and I was like why am I hating Majora's Mask like why is this becoming not fun there was fun bits yeah but there was also a lot there I was just like I'm ready just to stop like I can't I, I just can't with this game uh-huh. And so people just kept messaging me going, I love Majora's Mask. What are you talking about? The N64 was great. And so I started looking into it. And so I'm playing it on the 3DS. Um, okay. All right. Technically, it's the 2DS. So I'm not, I'm actually removing a, an aspect of it in a okay. way. But so I started looking, what did they change between the N64 to the 3DS? And so there's this great uh, video that I think I put it on my story, but um, it's by a guy called Meryl. Uh, and he does a review of the remake and like he's i think the video is entitled like was the 3ds majora's mask remake a good remake okay. and in fact was not oh i see so you have a technical it, problem so oh can you hear me yeah i can hear you yeah okay, can sorry. you hear me yeah yep cool so they had obvious issues in the n64 like uh-huh. they spent they they put all this uh, all this work and all this time and all this money into making ocarina of time and then they're like, it would be a shame to make a new Zelda game with new assets. Right. So they recycled almost all of them. Right. And you see all these characters that were in Ocarina that pop up in Majora's Mask. Uh-huh. Like, even some of the bosses, they just made them, like, characters. Okay. Yeah, like, it's really, it's super odd. And, like, especially if you played Ocarina. So you're like, oh, that's kind of weird. I just saw you. Like, <laughs> right, right. Uh, but now you're someone different. So they 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 had nine month nine or so months to work on it. Um, and if you look at some of the N64 stuff, like it's it's kind of there's definitely some stuff that's broken. Yeah. And so they knew that stuff was broken. They I think I saw some interviews where they're like, we don't want to remake this game. It was really requested, so they felt like they had to. But like the developers, like the head development was like, we would really rather not. Right. So what they did though, instead of like taking the stuff that worked and then fixing the stuff that didn't all of the in-game mechanics they just totally took out they just okay. scrapped it and started over <laughs> okay. and so like in-game development when you design a, a, a game the, like your, your world right you design right. it with the limitations of what the character can do right? right so if you have like here's your jump height so we make everything that we want you to be able to jump to a certain right. height Right, right, right. So what they did is they did not change any of the world. However, okay. they changed the limitations of what the character could do, oh, wow. of what Link could do. Yeah. So one of the ones that they did was when you transform. Majora's Mask is all about these. You put on these masks yeah. and you transform. Right. So one of them is you turn into this little Deku scrub. There's this little uh-huh. kind of like bush guy. Yeah. They changed his acceleration. Okay. Which you think that doesn't seem like a big thing. Except there's a lot of ones where you're wa- you're do- going along water levels, you're jumping along the water, and you run out of jumps, and then you drown. <laughs> when you change the acceleration, it suddenly makes it a lot harder to do those areas. Like you I have see. to do some like very obscure like mechanic in order to get out to where you actually need to go. Hmm. Um, yeah, so you can actually you can like the whole speed of the game just slows down. Uh, another one, which is the 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 fish guy, the Zora. You put on the yeah. Zora mask. The swimming in the N64 one is really fun. It doesn't, okay. it, it's just automatic. You get to go fast. You get to have fun. 
Yeah. What did they do for the 3DS? They make it normal human swimming speed and really, really janky. Like, <laughs> it's just stuff like that. Uh, you turn into the Goron and he rolls up into a ball and just, like, accelerates down at 70 miles per hour. Yeah. That one's fine, except for the camera. The camera goes, oh, you're hurtling along on a very narrow ledge and you're going 70 miles per hour. I think you want side view, don't you? And it just locks you to side view. It's just stuff like that that they just threw out. And it, oh, that's annoying. They just replaced it with stuff that they just made it, it made it less unique. Um, I guess I did play this game. I'm, I'm, I'm Googling now. And yeah, I, I can't. And stuff. I can't even, I can't even say that the remake that the that the remake visually looks better like they fixed the frame rate and stuff and like okay. obviously it looks way less polygonal i mean it's we are i think it came out in like 2014 2015 so it's you know 15 years down the line okay but like they they made everything lighter and this is a very very dark game it's very <laughs> depressing the the whole like plot of the game is that the the moon is going to crash into this town in 3 days and you keep on like replaying the song of time and you have a countdown so you have this timer that's constantly going and so every i mean if you don't if you don't modify that countdown with like different songs you only have 45 minutes oh jeez. In, in like in, in real time yeah. in game time it's three it's a three-day cycle but everybody's depressed because their lives are about to end and you keep <laughs> like groundhogging groundhog daying it back to the beginning and having to start all over with all of this this like chaos and so it's very dark and depressing and then they go we're gonna make the graphics nicer including we're gonna make everywhere where it was dark and moody we're gonna make it light (laughs) and so it's just like it just takes away the whole i don't know it just becomes it's it it is not it is not a good remake and so i i had to like say no i I did not like it. yeah you didn't like it i did not like it and i played i played it for i played it to i went into some of the in-depth stuff right. like to get to get some of the extra stuff and i'm like this this it's game terrible. is just is there's also i mean uh, this will be my last like gripe with it okay. and then I'll, I'll i'll just stop because i feel like i'm <laughs> going very long on it but um in the game you collect a bunch of masks there's a bunch of masks that you collect okay there is a total of 24 and so 23 of them you acquire throughout the course of the game by doing multiple right. little side quests and just going and searching around. Yep. At the end, you get to the final boss fight, and if you've gotten all the masks and you've done all of the correct things, the final boss goes, let's play a game of good and evil. I'll be, bad. I'll be evil, you can be good. And he gives you this mask, and you turn into Adult Link. Oh, Majora's okay. Mac is your only child. Your only child link. I remember that. Yeah. And it turns into this this like version of Adult Link, and he's got like like crazy war paint, and he's got this big old two handed sword, and he can fire energy beams. Yeah. If you do that, the final boss fight take is over in less than a minute. Okay. <laughs> so like, I was like, I am going, I am going to thoroughly enjoy this boss fight because I worked hard for this. I'm gonna unlock this mask. Let's see what this is about. And I get to just unleash all of my built-up anger and rage into this into the stupid mask that has uh, been giving me this hard time, and it went down in like a minute. And I was like, "Well, that was unsatisfying. I'm done with this." <laughs> <laughs> Funny, make so, you work for it, and then yeah, it's all yeah. Over. And then there's no payoff. It's like right, right. Uh, 
Okay, so that was a that's my five. Mask. We're done. We're done. I can leave Majora's Mask. I've I've exhausted my. I have. If you want to, if yeah. you want to see more gripes, look up that video. Okay. Um, but yeah, that's it. My, so <laughs> yeah, I definitely played that game. I'm looking at again, looking at pictures now. So I guess I could have ranked it, but I it uh, it's not in my top five. My my number five is Minish Cap, which is the Game Boy game. I have uh, never played that one. That, that came out. Well, I've only played it for like twenty it, minutes. But... I played I played it for like twenty minutes, like one sitting, I think. I yeah. Remember very, I remember very clearly, and I enjoyed it. It was fine. Um, I think the I think it's interesting. Like there's there's kind of two kinds of Zelda games. I feel like there's like the the one you know the I guess the two D ones and the three D ones, right? But we're yes. like like but they still have similar kind of constructs. But Minish Cap, yeah, is definitely you know in that. And that like it, it worked fine for the Game Boy and had fun. And it's all the same uh, again. Like you get a boomerang, you get bombs, you get all these yeah. same things. Your hat talks though in this one. Oh yeah, yeah it's so, a weird bird. <laughs> so yeah, I remember. Yeah, the, no, all that. I remember that from my twenty minutes. So that's my number five is Minish Cap. What's your number four? Uh, my number four is Wind Waker for uh, GameCube and I okay. guess the Wii. I. I would have ranked it higher because I think it's visually I, visuals is a huge thing for me for games. It's gorgeous, yeah. And visually, it's, it's gorgeous. And and you look at the GameCube one. I mean, if I if I were to put like an eBay listing or Amazon, you can find that for like it's still selling very expensive. Oh, it's really? still a very expensive game to acquire, even the old one. They've remade it, and it's the old one is still at least I think seventy bucks. That's wild. Um, and it, it's because when they remade it, they remade it for the Wii U. The Wii U wasn't a very good selling console. The GameCube. And the Wii, which could run GameCube, was way more popular. So the GameCube one is still such a value. But cell shading, everything, doing cell shading yeah, makes gorgeous. it. I mean, it looks, it retains gorgeous look throughout. I mean, it's been, you know, a long, it's been like, I think it came out in 2004 or something. Yeah. So it's been almost, it's been over 15 years and it still looks amazing. Yeah. Um, I know that it was not well received when it came out. Mm. I know that people are like, what the heck is this? <laughs> they came off of ocarina of time and majora's mask they're like all right we're on the gamecube what's it gonna be and they have this weird looking design for link they have toon link and but no i think that game is gorgeous um yeah i've got thoughts on it when it gets to my list um i haven't played it as much as i'd like to it was right. only i've only ever borrowed that game um but that game i mean as compared to the other ones, I was like, I can't put it above this one. I can't put it above this one. No. I can't put it above this one. And so I was like, all right, but it has to go on my list. So it's number four. I played it a bunch, so we'll get we'll get there. It's um, but my number four is a link to the past, which okay is the Super Nintendo one that I played. Yes, um, that's number three for me. To some, so it was uh, it's obviously I think I think I just I don't, I don't know. I just think it's a classic. Like to me, that is the classic. Yes. Uh, oh it, yeah, really really good really fun the the dungeons are fun um i probably only played it a couple hours altogether because it was just at friends at friends houses who had it for yeah for super nintendo um but um but obviously in, enjoyed it but now but, i played that but i played that at the same time so i really only as ocarina of time like we would just go back to play link to the past for fun yeah um but uh but yeah, I guess I don't know. I don't know much to say because I didn't. I didn't beat it. I kind of just uh, explored, yeah, explored uh, it, and played it a little bit. Um, I think the town, like it felt like a, sm a much smaller world. Like you just have the one town, and then you go up and find the different dungeons and stuff. But, anyways, yeah, it was a, yeah. So that's my number three. Okay, because um, I got 
a few years ago, I got the uh, the mini. You know how they did the mini consoles? They did the mini NES. Yeah. And yep. then the mini SNES. So I have the mini right. SNES. It has on there. So I was like, oh, oh nice. perfect. So I've wanted to play this for a long time. Um, and it's stuff like Super Metroid and like all you know all these kind of cool games. Um, and so I played. I I think I think I got to the final dungeon, and then I haven't had the time to like kind of re 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 uh reorganize myself and try it again but i yeah. so i haven't technically beaten it but i've played almost the entire way through right right um, and so i think in I, I can understand why you would say like with the first and only playing it for a little bit like oh there's only one area there's actually right. a few because once you unlock the the mirror oh this, i think which is this item oh right you, i remember you that get to go to world. the you get to go to the other the other side the the past right. world or and so, well, it's, I guess it's the future world. I, it's you know time travel. <laughs> and so you you go to this other side, and it becomes this really cool game of like, oh, I need to get here. Huh? Yeah. Can I go yeah. to the other side? And you yeah, and you flip I remember that. Side, I remember that. Back, that was and, fun. That was fun. I remember that. And and it just had for uh, whenever I play it, I'm like, this is number three. This is the th- this is only the third title. Yeah. And like, there's so many little secrets. There's so many little just areas. There's so many yeah. just little little hidden gems in this game and yeah like, it's, the com- it's the complexity this was the, loves about this it. just yeah. i mean like zelda 2 isn't on my list because i haven't played it but i know that people have issues with it because it's very different i'm like uh-huh. wow that was a jump they, yeah. that was a that was a huge jump and and so i really liked link to the past it was a really cool game um but at the same time it has the limitations of being a game from the mid 90s and being 2d Right. But again, really fun. So my number three is Wind Waker, which we, I never beat, but I played it a ton um, on GameCube. Luke and I, yeah. or Luke had that at, at, when we lived together, obviously as teenagers at my parents' house. Um, so I played that a bunch. And I think why I loved it is, I think that was my first, like, well, I guess, I don't know, Ocarina of Time has somewhat of an open world feel, but not really. Like there's nothing not- really yeah you're kind of contained a little bit like wind waker was i love a nautical theme and it's so fun when you get to the point where you can just get on the boat and like find out what happens like go to some island like that was a blast you know Mm -hmm. um that was really the that's always kind of been my style of game i guess or what i what i really enjoyed was how you could you could turn on for five pirates you're kind of a pirate i mean or you're with pirates yeah i know that's a fun game i i like the the treasure like the, the treasure maps right yeah and that you go and like, all right, I think this is the coordinate. You just drop your, you drop your hook and you pull out chests. Yep. And... Yeah, that part was fun. But I think the, I think the drawback is definitely how just childish it kind of felt. I don't think, t- yeah, the side quests. I don't remember the dungeons being fun. It just was like it was. They were. It wasn't even close to as fun as just ro- just hanging around or like roaming around. Mm-hmm. Um, and it took forever to start. I feel like it takes like. I mean, like all these games, to get like set up to get to a point where you can really just start exploring, yeah. it, take, it takes like a few hours. So that was frustrating. Yeah. Too. Um, oh, no, so yeah. That'd be my and what I'm remembering of playing it, it takes like almost an hour just to get like going right. on your name, on your, like for your little sister to get kidnapped by a giant bird or something. Like, <laughs> it takes a full yeah. hour. And it's like, although I will say, have you ever seen speedruns of that game? I have not. That would be fun, actually. I so, so Zelda speedruns are really like this is a whole other like. Thing well, actually, that... I, um, another friend of mine. I have two friends who do who do Ocarina of Time speedruns. Yeah, crazy. so Ocarina of Time that's a crazy speedrun. People yeah, have yeah. invested like the amount of like weird like. They do. I like kind of understand minutes. a little bit. 
it, oh yeah, no, you can get it. So <laughs> Ocarina ones, um, they all like revolve around obviously some sort of bug mechanic. We should explain um, actually for people who don't know what we're talking about what a speedrun Yeah, so a speedrun a speedrun is there's different like requirements, but a speedrun is you start the game from obviously a new file and you have to get the end credits rolling or some other or uh, some other requirement or goalpost. So generally it's whenever the whenever you're stopped physically playing. So like when an end cut scene of the final a final part of the game starts playing, that's usually when they call it time. Okay. Um but more most of these games take a long time to to bypass and because in game development right you obviously you want people to take time and so you have little you know gates that have to be met right um so for instance one of the ones that was causing wind waker to t- the wind waker speed run to take a long time is there's an invisible wall that if you were to get beyond if you were to get to that point when you should not have met the requirements to you cannot pass it you can actually it's very difficult it took people 10 years to figure it out and now they can do it. <laughs> the the Wind Waker one is actually super crazy. They don't even use the boat. Whoa! I'm I'm actually so, uh, so I pulled it up on YouTube. I'm so, trying to watch. One so right what now. they do is they they button mash the analog stick back and forth, right? So the uh-huh. directional pad back and forth, while simultaneously pausing, pausing and unpausing. Okay. So what okay. this does is this, in the game in the game code it starts loading all of these command all of these motion commands, but it can't okay. do anything with them. And so they build it up enough. They aim. They slowly aim Link a certain way. He's in the water, by the way. Okay. I, I don't remember how they get him into the state, but anyway. So he start. They start moving him like this. He just viciously vibrates for five hours. <laughs> and then they release it, and he just goes shooting across the water, into an island. Oh, like I mean, you cover vast amounts of distance in like seconds. It's so funny. So you never actually get the. You never actually get the King of Red Lions. Um, there's uh-huh. cutscenes that you have to go through that there's nothing there because you never got to him, but it's still playing his text. Weird. So just like it, the camera cuts over and there's nothing, but his text is there because you never picked him up. <laughs> uh, you never use the Wind Waker. It involves using some. A lot of these glitches involve what happens when the when Link goes into a death state when you die. Oh yeah. And so there's one that uh, at the very end there's a bit that you have to climb. And so what they do is they they purposefully make Link die, and then they like I think it's like corpse hopping or something. Basically, his dead body goes up and and uh, hits a heart, and he's revived. <laughs> Just crazy stuff. So um, the Ocarina of Time one is down to like twenty minutes because yeah, crazy. they figured out some way of. There's a super complicated way of, of, like, of explaining it, but essentially the main mechanic of that game is that you have this blue ocarina and you play time, you play songs that can control time or do things on it. Right. For whatever reason, at some, in some sequence of events, you have to go through the first dungeon and you get to the bottom of it and you have a bottle, you catch a bug and you make the game think that that bottle with the bug is an ocarina. I'm not making this up. This is how the, this is like the this is like the weird like logic game That's logic process. Yeah. And then you play a song at a certain point in time, and then you go back out the boss door, and suddenly you're in the final final fight area. Like you just beat half the final boss. That's so funny. It's it's crazy. Like I don't know how they figured that out. It had something to do with like the way that the game counts cutscenes, and then what triggers after it yeah that doesn't seem you have to trigger to me it's confusing 
it's confusing, but you watch it, and you're like, oh my gosh, what's going what's on? on? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, I don't get it. I just, just while you while you were talking, I was also watching a, a like jumping around a speedrunner of Wind Waker, which takes like five hours, and it just doesn't oh, look yeah. fun. It doesn't look fun at all. I think I think uh, the Wind Waker speedrun is down to an hour now. Oh, crazy! Anyway, yeah. Um, anyways, yeah. So, so Wind Waker is my number three. That leaves us both with the top two, which are going to be two. Breath of the Wild and Ocarina of Time in different in whatever order. Yes. So, what's right. what's what's your top two? So, my top two would be so number two is Ocarina of Time, and then number right. one is Breath of the Wild. Yeah. So I put it and the I other feel, way around. Yeah, Breath of, I feel Breath of the Wild and Ocarina is number one. I feel very. I felt very cliche in putting Ocarina of the Time. Sorry, of putting Breath of the Wild at the top. Uh huh. I've been playing it a lot more, um, and every time I pick it up, I I feel like this is the Zelda experience. This is what yeah. like, Zelda was supposed to like. This is because I yeah, played the so I played the I played the original NES one. I'm like this. This was all of the feelings that were in that. Of all right, I just want to go over there now, and I don't necessarily need an item to get there. It might help, but. Right. You know, you just continue on. And... No, it's such a, it's so fun. I mean, I, I, I'm feeling, I'm, I, I, I'm struggling to be totally set with Ocarina being ahead of it, but I just, I've played Ocarina so much more and I played it for years and yes. years. Um, and I feel like the, I, I know where Ocarina of, I, I, Ocarina of Time, you could, I could start anywhere in the game and know what to do next. Breath of the yes. Wild, I, I only, I only really played well, one. Actually, that's all of Breath of the Wild. You never right. know what you're doing. You have, you very, doing. Vague, you have very vague objectives, which is kill Ganon. And then right. it's all right. Have fun. You yeah, can go yeah. do that right now if you wanted, or you yeah, can you go try. like that way and just yeah. not stop. <laughs> yeah. So I had my my story with Breath of the Wild was I w- w- had to go on a work trip and I had four nights away um, and no real plans in the evenings and I knew that uh-huh. going in. So I borrowed a uh, what's it called a um, switch switch and brought breath of the wild it had come out maybe this is maybe a year after it had come out and just yeah. played it for like eight or ten hours a night every night for four nights in a row which was ideal like that oh. <laughs> i loved it <laughs> i was like this is ama- this is amazing and um yeah it's a perfect perfect game yeah uh, alicia, but, alicia but, played it all the way through uh, yeah it, it's very finished all the shrines everything and she's like I, this game's great a funny did, thing did, did you yeah. know they're coming out with the second one no that's exciting yeah, so uh, hopefully, hopefully it's not the Majora's Mask to Ocarina of Time. Well, it looks pretty dark. It looks dark. There's like a there's like a um, you can go you can anybody who's listening can go and find the trailer for just put in Breath of the Wild um, sequel, and okay. uh, it's Link and Zelda going underground, and then there's like Ganon's corpse, and it's like impaled on a spike, and there's like energy just kind of like drifting into it. And then his eyes just light up, and his face, his like head turns, and then just cuts out. So, yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna watch it right now. Um, yeah, this looks very scary. Well, I don't know when. I'll yeah, so this. I, there, I don't think there's a release date for it yet. But then again, they did just Nintendo did just get hacked this week. I don't oh, know really? if you saw that. So no, a lot that. of source code got leaked. Um, they found. Do you remember? Remember Mario sixty four? Yeah. And how there was like this whole thing about you can play as Luigi. Uh huh. And it became this quest and like to look in the game and find. There must be some way of finding Luigi in it. Well, he's actually in the game. Um, his at least his uh in the source code of the game. So the original like creation, like the original like author's copy, if you will. Um, there's there's like model pieces of him, and so they've put him together. 
and <laughs> and they found like uncompressed audio files from that game from uh, Star Fox, Star Fox Two, uh, from it's a huge list. It's ma- they found beta versions of Pokemon Diamond and Pearl, and so they've wow. got like these weird like um, placeholder sprites and all this all this crazy stuff. Yeah, wild. Yeah, that was just this last week. So yeah, I know, I'm, looking, maybe, I'm looking at a Vice article right now. Crazy. Yeah. Weird. Okay, so. Um, that was Zelda. We did pretty good yeah. in the first one. We're gonna. Yeah, do I mean, I think I feel like our list was pretty similar. Very similar, actually. So very similar. We, we have the same top four. Just I have we have them flipped. I so I have uh, Link to the Past as four and Wind Waker as three. You have that as three and four. Yeah. And then I have Breath of the Wild as two and Ocarina as one, and you have yeah. that as one and two. And again, I love Ocarina. I've played yeah. it probably yeah. three times. I put it on the master mode because the 3DS version has that as well. Right. Um. And if you like love the Ocarina of Time for the N64, play the 3DS one because it's beautiful. Right. Comparatively, they, I mean, it looks like the artwork that's on there, that, that's on the, uh, that you see for like the key visual art. They, they fixed all the frame rate issues. They, the water dungeon, which uh-huh. everybody's like the least favorite thing ever. It is not fun at all. They make the boots an item. Oh. And so you can just toggle them on and off. Oh, nice. That's way better. And it makes it entirely just completely doable and just so much more doable. So <laughs> yeah. if you if you love that game, I'd recommend playing. It. Oh, okay. Finding, so I I did get uh, I I I did tell my brother actually that I was going to be ranking this with you. Oh yes. And so this was, is Luke's list. He was initially very offended um, that he was not <laughs> he was not coming on the show, especially he was not he was not invited. A real problem that's happening for me is many people have started saying that Luke is far and away the best guest and and better, <laughs> better than me um which is just the story story of my life but he uh, uh so he sent his list in two texts i'm going to read them for everybody uh, and we'll see his um his top four is the same as ours as well so that's good we have some uh some uh, uh agreement there so they're I'll, all yeah his, his top four is the same as as ours so Breath of the Wild is one, and it's not even close. Basically, set a new standard for open-world exploration games that people will be ripping off for years. Yep. And I told, oh, they I told already you, are. They already are. Yeah, I, I, I can get I a kinda, mobile game. There's a mobile game coming out very soon that is essentially a clone of Breath of the Wild. I disagree, though. There's been open, like open-world yeah, exploration been. games before. Like Oblivion was pretty popular back in the day. So, I yeah. at, at, same way. with same with Skyrim and right. I mean. So those games had issues. <laughs> yeah, that's different. But, it's a it's a whole different kind of game. Basically, yeah, it's, it's basically it synthesized that feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, and then his, Ocarina of Time was his too. Uh, seeing the wide open Hyrule field for the first time in '98 was a game changer. I'm also a fan of time travel. Wind Waker was three. He thinks this is the prettiest Zelda game and definitely the best story. Final boss was awesome. Yeah. Into the past, never been a huge fan of the 2D Zeldas, but you can't deny how epic and groundbreaking this game was, which is really what you said, actually. Yeah. Um, and then he put Skyward Sword as five gets unfairly maligned because people were so over the Wii by 2011, but it had some of the best dungeons and the motion controls were fun, if a yep. bit tiring. Yep. Flying your flying your bird around was cool, is what yep. he said. Yep. And then uh, he had a uh, honorable mention to Twilight Princess. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, Minish Cap was fun on uh, the Game Boy, but not even developed by Nintendo, so I couldn't include it, which I thought was funny. I had no idea. About I, that. I didn't know that either. That's... Plus, Four Swords for the Game Boy Advance was better, and you could connect it to the GameCube, and I put so many hours into that that he- with, uh, with Heather, and it was fun. Yeah, four Swords is a multiplayer. Play together. Yeah. yeah. 
the first three games on uh, NES are hard to play now, and I don't really stand the test of time. The the three no, Game Boy the games, <laughs> yeah, the three Game Boy games are also hard to go back to. But the recent yep. Switch Board of Links Awakening was fine. The four. So DS that was the one I, I'm thinking a lot of people are going to message me about if they hear this. Okay. Why isn't Why isn't Link's, Link, Awakening. Link's Awakening not on here? And uh, the new one, gorgeous. Can't okay. wait to someday play it. But I haven't played it yet, so I have no experience with it. I just um, know that the I just know that going back to speedruns, the original one can be beaten two minutes. Oh wow, that's weird. That's two that's minutes. Clearly a problem. You put uh, it, it, it. It's a uh, it's a wrong door warp, and it takes you right to this final boss. Yeah. So if, if, go look it up. It's really fun. <laughs> so continuing Luke's thoughts, the four DS games range from bad Phantom Hourglass to pretty good Link Between Worlds. Um, oh yeah, Phantom Hourglass is on my. It was low on my list. Majora's Mask is super weird, and it plays like it was rushed out in less than two years, which it was, but it has its it fans. Was. I'm not counting all of the weird Zelda offshoots. Nope. Link's Crossbow. <laughs> Nobody Hy- is. Hy- Hy- Hyrule Warriors uh, and the CDI game, etc. So yeah. further proof that I never know what I'm talking about when we uh, when I do rankings that yeah, Luke, Luke had much better thoughts. But anyways, that... Um, <laughs> Well, no, yeah. it's, it, it was a good complimentary list, and we I think it agreed with ours for a uh, lot Yeah, so there's clearly a top four if anybody's yeah. interested. There's definitely yes. definitely a top four here. If you've never played Zelda before and you want to get into it, yeah. Go yeah. Um, great. Well, that was fun. I'm glad we did that. Yeah. So we're, we're going to do California freeways and lunch meets. <laughs> so we qualify as experts. No segue there. <laughs> Let's just jump into it. <laughs> we qualify as experts on California freeways because... We both live in California and have lived most of our lives. Um, and we drive a lot. I mean, yeah, a fair we do, amount. Yeah, yeah, I drive. I drive a lot. Um, I put fifteen thousand miles on my car in a year, so I think. Wow, that, that yeah, that qualifies. Um, yeah. I'm not. I guess I have to say this. This is a complete flex to that number, but I do thirty to thirty-five thousand miles a year. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, so, so yes, yeah, so I've been. I spend some time on the freeways. Yes. Um, before we get in, I wanted to shout out what is my favorite Wikipedia article, which is the interstate highway system. I, I, want, okay. I, want, I want to just tell everybody that I've actually read it multiple times because I think it's so interesting. Um, look it up and I, need to have, I need to have someone on the show to rank interstates. Um, we, I actually have, I have well, three interstates on my list and two California only. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't kind of limit them. I, right. oh, that's again, fine. probably because I don't quite understand. Well, it's a it's a it's a great article. Um, but the we're going to be talking about Eisenhower, Dwight D. Eisenhower National System of Interstate and Defense Highways. I don't. I guess we'll get into it. Whatever. It's my show. I can do whatever I want. But basically, <laughs> yeah, Eisenhower... I went for I went for fifteen minutes to complain about Majora's Mask. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> basically, basically, Eisenhower uh, brings the troops back from World War II, and then starts this amazing building project, which is which forms all of the interstates. Um, and people moved like as an army and, it, and they were built over like 30 years, but for the first 10 years, it was just this, this building works project for, um, for returning veterans, uh, people, you know, ba- you know, basically young guys who didn't have a job yeah, to come back to, they could, they could move like an army unit around the country, building, building the interstate system, which has, which has really led to, I mean, it's one of our, I mean, trucking and all that, it's a huge part of our, uh, yeah, it's um, a map the of the country's success and all that. And so, so I'm I'm a civil engineer, and I think a lot of people don't understand how much money is in roadworks and stuff. It's like, oh yeah, I mean the number that you get here at Thorn Island is a million dollars a mile. Wow, it's so crazy. expensive. Yeah, just because of the amount of material you have to use. And so yeah, this and is I, I'm looking at this. This is a huge cost of construction, 114 billion dollars. 
in the 60s. In in the 60s. Oh yeah, in in right. there, uh, equivalent to 521 billion in 2018. That's Jeez. crazy. That's wild. So, yeah. anyways, I, I would encourage anyone listening uh, next time you you need some a Wikipedia article the <laughs> the, uh, the the interstate highway system uh, or the Dwight D Eisenhower National System of Interstate and Defense Highways. It's definitely worth it. But we're going to do California. So these are these are freeways that we like to that we uh, have feelings for in California. Uh, we go five to one. What is your number five? So five being the worst, right? Like what is our okay. least favorite freeway? Yeah. Well, I mean, there's many more there's than a, five. So it's kind yeah. of, yeah, you, if, if you want to use, it, it would make sense to use number five to call out a terrible one, but it, but uh, it's my, mine is my fifth favorite. The 134 is terrible. <laughs> the 134. Good one. I, I hate the one. Um, Elise lives in Burbank, my girlfriend, and I constantly am driving on it and I hate it. It is awful. I, I dislike it entirely. It is, it is a mess, uh, like design wise, uh, interchange wise, uh, the, the traffic on it is always terrible. I'm always seeing accidents. Um, the quality of the road is poor and it's just, just dislike it. So the one, the one thirty four, the one thirty four uh, stretches from the two ten in Pasadena yeah. to the technically the one hundred one at the Santa Barbara Ventura County line, um, which we'll talk about later on this list. <laughs> which yes, but really the what it, the one hundred one takes over essentially in North Hollywood there. Yes. So like the Wikipedia article says it's seventy eight miles long, but in in truth that's like what like ten miles I think like nine ten miles. Yeah. And I agree with you. It's terrible. So you leave the 210 and it merges or crosses with the two and the five and then into the 101. And it's basically never good. So it's, yeah, it's, it is pretty at times. I mean, you know, like that, I love that bridge on the 134 out of Pasadena. Yeah, that's that true. The, the, pa- I was going to say Devil's Gate, but that's by the 210. Yeah. I don't remember. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. It's okay. looking over the Rose Bowl. And, yeah. Yeah, so that's I mean that there's there's nice parts, but but yeah, that's but no, that is a that's an interesting call, I and mean, it is it's such a small stretch. Yeah, um, but it's it's really one that I've cool. had to be on a lot. Right, so you know I'm it. Like, I just dislike yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, okay. yeah. Actually, Mine the ones that a, I'm going to call it more as being bad are the ones I use the most. <laughs> <laughs> my uh, my number five and my my number five and my number four are, are obscure, and then the t- the f- top three are. Um, okay. are more more classic ones, but number five is the is California 138, which is or the 138, which is also called the Pear Blossom Highway. And Does that go Blossom, up to Mono? No, the uh, but but that, that, that number is coming. That one's actually coming on my list. But uh, uh, one <laughs> one thirty eight number, I think that's the one <laughs> one one thirty eight uh, stretches from Palmdale to Barstow. Okay, so it okay, connects. Yeah. It essentially connects the. Uh, the 14 or the five going north, 14 or five going north. Okay, over, yeah, yeah. Over to the 15, that. and it's it's a it's a completely desert highway. I love it. I think it's it's. I just I love the desert. I think the desert's always like funny for some reason. Like I think like, <laughs> who, who lives up here is a curiosity of mine. Every yeah. Time. Uh, Victorville. Excuse me. It ends in Victorville. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. I, and I, I've, I've probably been on it at least once. Yeah, and it's a but it's a sneaky way if you're coming down the 15, which is the direction coming into LA from uh nevada or utah or like northern arizona right um it's actually a sneaky way to get over to us like simi valley or like ventura county you can turn on the pear blossom highway it's essentially a parallel to the 210 right so instead of taking the 15 but down to the 210, like very far north 
man, I just realized, yeah, farther north, right? But yeah. it's, a, it's a northern parallel to the- You're on the other across. side of the San Gabriels. Correct. It's, on yes. the, it's the backside of the San Gabriels. I was just realizing how, how boring this conversation is for people who don't live in Southern California, yeah. but I don't care. <laughs> but, but, um, and, and but if we, you're in California, like, yeah, I get those. Yeah, we're, <laughs> also, we're also doing the classic calling them all V numbers. Like this is the yeah. 138. Anyways, that's, oh, yeah. that's, so that's highway that's or interstate. Yeah. Or, yeah. So anyways, 138 is my number five. What is your number four? The 210. The 210 is okay. So the 210, I was talking to someone else about this last night and they're like, the 210 shouldn't even be on this list. You shouldn't know, like number five at like, so for those who don't know where I live, I live in Monrovia, which is over towards Pasadena. And it's basically right above the 210 freeway. So I've right. grown up using the 210. The 210 has been like, you know, the freeway. I have to go on it anywhere, anytime I want to use any, go anywhere. I, going into Pasadena, it sucks. Yeah. The interchange to it, you have to get to the far, the, to the two right lanes, to so the slow lane. That's lanes. pretty funny. Yeah, that is pretty funny when that happens. Just to continue on it, because right. the 134 splits. Right. And it's a t I hate that interchange. It's the one that I had to go to get to meet to, to church. Um, it's, <laughs> I really dislike it. The only saving bit of it, though, has been when I started going out to, towards Cal Poly and taking right. it the other way. And right. so once you start taking the 210 out towards like Rancho Cucamonga in that direction, mm -hmm. it's beautiful. It's open. It's new. It's, it's flat or it's, uh, yeah. it's just, it's, it's straight and it's, there's hardly any traffic. It's just a great drive out there. So that's why I put it there. It's like one of those ones where I both equally hate and love it at the same time. Yeah. But, I didn't, I didn't list it even though I have spent a ton of time on it. Um, for those, yeah. for people who aren't locals, it's essentially the major, northern crossing freeway of the la of the greater la area so yeah. that is it's unavoidable like, <laughs> it's un, it's unavoidable but yeah to, to, to go parallel east west um you have two options one is the five one's the 405 and those are both worse and will not yes. be listed <laughs> those are both and then, uh, and those then, are more uh, those are both more they both more go through la and so right. the and kind of goes around it and so you North, have, to, you have the that side right yeah um, 85 miles long, just looked it up. Uh, I've definitely driven that whole stretch multiple Same. times because yeah. uh, it from Redlands essentially to the San Fernando Valley. Yeah. Um, that's the 210. Yeah, classic. Mine is, uh, mine number four is the 395, which is, that's the one you're talking about that goes up to Mono. The, that goes on the, the back side of, yeah, back side of the Sierra Nevadas. Um, and I didn't know this until doing research for the show. As we all know, I do, I do a lot of research for this show. Yeah. Um, it goes all the way to the U.S.-Canada border, the 395. So that would be a fun one. So oh, it's not, right. a, it's not oh, wow. a state route. It's a U.S. Uh, highway. It's like the five. It's like the five. Yeah. Then. So it's right. parallel, parallel to the five, but it starts in the Mojave Desert. So it starts there at um, past uh, Lancaster. So Palmdale, Lancaster, are like the northern desert towns. I just mentioned yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Blossom Highway. It actually starts there in the Mojave Desert and goes up to uh, U.S.-Canada border. So it, gorgeous, though. My point is number four because it's very pretty so once you I get think, out of the desert yeah i think I've only Sierras, on it, it's beautiful i think i've only ever been on it one time in my life mm, mm. but well, in, in remembering it i i remember thinking wow this is a because you got it's you got your it's flat but on both sides is mountains right right yeah yeah, yeah i would i would advise anyone to if they need a road trip and they live in california the 395 is like under utilized like going yeah. up 
I mean, some people, some people go, you know, go to, to the Reno Ma- or, or, or Mammoth and all that. Mammoth, you, there, yeah. Yeah, Mammoth, Monolay, they're all, yeah. But if you haven't done that, you really should because it's very pretty. Yeah, the Sierras are gorgeous. Um, that's my number four. So 395. What is your number three? Number three is the 15. Mm, okay. Um, in driving down to San Diego a lot to mm-hmm. to invade up the Stickneys uh, <laughs> when they lived down there. Right. Um, and just in general going down to San Diego. But in doing that, I drove a lot more often and I came to really appreciate it as a, it is a nice, interesting drive. It, it turns for me, for me, the drive down to San Diego is it's an hour and a half to like Escondido. It's like two hours to like Ramona Julian. Um, and it makes it go by so much faster. Not just because the speed limit is higher, but that does help. <laughs> right. But it's just, a, it's just an interesting road. It's just a very nice road. Um, it's there's usually not very much traffic right and it's very nice it's flowing it's open it's just it's just an all-around good freeway I like so it. people people have two options if they want to get down from la to san diego one is the five and the other is the 15 yes now for you for you it makes sense obviously for me living, the on, living on the 210 you clearly I'm are going to do that i'm more inland i'm more east we always have to make the choice and if you put it on maps like if you if you put on apple maps five is going to be like half an hour faster it says but the chance of you hitting traffic is so strong. And if you take the 210 to the 15, it's like a guaranteed time, you know, you know, the, I know it'll yeah. be this long. The best, the best time I've ever had driving down to San Diego is actually when I was in Rancho. I was, uh, I, I was doing something for a workout in Rancho Cucamonga and I was going to go down to San Diego from there. And that's right above the 15. And I just straight, just shot straight down. Great it. Shot. It, was, yeah. it was the greatest drive. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is the best I've ever come down here. Um, and, and the 15 is a, is an interstate that it actually stretches from San Diego to the U.S.-Canada border as well through Montana. Um, that is the road that you get on to go. Oh, to it goes through Montana. Okay. Salt Lake City. So it goes like uh, Salt Lake City into Boise and into Montana. Yeah. So um, what is that? 1,433 miles long. That is the 15th. That was your number three. What is my number three? Yeah, number three. The one. U.S. Highway, highway one. Oh, okay. Um, so... Can we can we clarify then on what is the one and what is the 101? Well, so the one and the 101 combine for most yeah, okay. of the LA area, and yeah. then they split at north of Santa Barbara. Right. Okay. And then the one is alone uh, and goes. So and now what? Actually, I just said that, but it's technically wrong. The one is actually PCH. I just said that, so maybe I'll just edit it. Yeah. Because um, so the, so P- the 101's on my list, but like I was always confused on what was the one or right. what was the one so the one is 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 pch so when, when you're going to the beach yeah. um that's, that's highway one but it joins with the 101 in ventura mm-hmm. and splits splits again in like galita north of santa barbara yeah um and then rejoins the one again. goes the one goes a little inland i think no no the one stays on the coast the, the one stays on the coast goes. 101 goes inland yeah that's right right yeah. and uh and then, but the big split is San Luis Obispo. So it splits again in San Luis Obispo. And that's, I think wh- when people talk about driving the one, they're driving from San Luis Obispo to San Francisco on the one instead of the 101. And that's the 17 mile highway and, um, you know, uh, Morro Bay and a lot of really gorgeous spots are on, yeah. on highway one. Um, but yeah, it's just classic. It's, it's beautiful. Um, it always means like, I don't know, it's, it's usually like, obviously the beach so it's usually like vacation or a good time it is not it is not the fastest way to san francisco but it is no way slower the prettiest 
Yeah. Uh, what is person. your number two? Number two is actually the two. <laughs> oh, nice. That's funny. Um, so if people don't know what the two freeway is, um, if you start zooming in on the hills above Glendale, like <laughs> this is the road that technically does not go all the way through, but you can go up it and down it. Um, I think it's, I mean, you just start zooming in on some, it's, it's, I don't even know if you can call it a highway at this point, because it, if you think freeway or highway, it is not that, but yeah, it has its own number. So it's it, at, at one point in time, it was that. Right. But now it's populated by a lot of people who take very fast, very loud cars up there and motorcycles and they just drive up it. And it's a, it is Mount, it is mountain roads. Right. Um, have you, so you've done that? You've, you've, you've taken the two through the uh, yes. St. Gabriel's? Yeah, I've taken it through. I took it. So my <laughs> my first ever experience on the two was I was driving a Chevy Suburban going up to a conference. Okay. And I was like, it was, we had to go beyond the St. Gabriel's. I, I don't remember exactly where, but it was beyond it. So the, the, the way around was that we either took the two or we went all the way up into like up by Six Flags and cut in. Okay. Across. Right. Cause that's how you get around it. Right. And so I was like, Oh, let's just take the two. I'm sure that'll be more scenic. Not like, not like really thinking about it uh-huh. in my big, heavy SUV, you know, like almost of a truck of a vehicle. And yeah. that was terrifying. But <laughs> since then it's been fun. <laughs> so the two is interesting in that. Yes. You, you're talking about that road stretch or that yes. mountain stretch, which is, which is one thing. And then it turns into like a, a real bougie, feeder into la so if you're really rich yeah you can live, so you can, you can live you can in take it, yeah you can take just, it from la Cunata down into uh downtown downtown but i didn't know this until i just googled it but i mean it makes sense because i've seen the sign but it, then it turns into san monica boulevard so san monica boulevard drives across hollywood okay. and Beverly hills and stuff and that's still highway two so it's kind of got three yeah sections it's a very unique road it's a very diverse one and if you drive along the two ten at certain times yeah. Along, right by the area, you'll see a bunch of like um, very fast cars all making exits off the two. Right. Yeah, because they're trying. They're to all go. getting off to go to go do a hill climb. That's funny. And they'll do it in groups. Yeah. The um the stretch like the it's a, it's like a raised highway between La Cunata and Glendale is always satisfying. You you get to move pretty quick, and you 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 were usually like moving slowly on the one thirty four or the two ten before. Yeah. So that always All right, so that's good. my number two. The number, number two. two. My number, yeah, <laughs> clever. My number two is the 101, uh, previously mentioned. It's, okay. The 101 and the five are like the two major north-south uh, roads that you can use in California. Um, the five is, is kind of gross. More coastal. <laughs> yeah, the five is terrible and boring. It's faster and a straight shot. It, it connects LA to Sacramento. But it's also continuously under construction. And... <laughs> in, in, in the LA area, yeah. And then... Uh, the 101 is the is goes LA to San Francisco, and actually that is the road that goes over the Golden Gate Bridge, okay. is the 101, um, and it's joined with the one at that time. I don't know, it's classic. Confession time, but I have never been across the Golden Gate Bridge. Oh wow, you've got, you've got so much. Every time I've ever been up to San Francisco, it's always yeah. been outside of San Francisco. It's always right. been like Palo Alto. It's always been like that area. Right. I've never, never like north means, enough. Yeah. Right. Well, you got to do that. You clearly got to do oh, that. You'll do, to do, you'll that. do it yeah. at some point in your life. Yeah. Um, one-on-one is classic. Um, yep. That's my number that, one. Well, just might as well get <laughs> Oh, okay. Here's the number one. Yeah. one. Um, and then you didn't grow up in the time when the OC was very popular, but 
no there was a period of time in our in our teenage years when everyone in the in like the united states was watching the oc and that had an opening song called uh california by phantom planet and that had a verse that went we've been on the run driving in the sun cruising down the 101 california <laughs> here we come and everyone would say that to us like oh have you ever been on the 101 yeah all the time <laughs> i'm pretty cool um so anyways yeah that's the one it is one. a beautiful road. road it's a great road my number one completely biased is the 118 i've lived <laughs> i've lived two different <laughs> places or my parents lived in two different places and now i live off the 118 118 is um nothing special it is 47 47 miles <laughs> long. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it drives from san Fernando valley through Simi valley into ventura it never has traffic it's always always means you're going home for me yeah I will, I will give it that it's the ronald very, reagan freeway you go through it very quickly mm-hmm. in in looking at this list mm-hmm. 118 is not high on my list because i was like and in thinking about it, i was like you know what i am always bored out of my mind on the 118 <laughs> <laughs> like i'm like there's nothing interesting about it no, but like nothing special about it. as it's far nice. as like driving it's not it's not a bad drive yeah it is nice you do get where you want to go quickly on on time and there's usually no traffic it's but it's a very straight line right yeah. through the va- right through the valley very straight line yeah and i mean yeah I, did, I was like i don't have anything bad to say about it per se other than like it's not interesting but like <laughs> yeah no it's a it's a reliable freeway i will give it that yeah so the one i thought that was funny i was like when i before we got on this call i'm like thinking Levi's gonna do the one eighteen. Oh, for sure. I have to do the one eighteen. I think if I had to get a tattoo, the one eight, like the one eighteen, California one eighteen sign would be it. That's definitely, uh, yeah, it's definitely home, home feeling for me. If I had to, if someone put a gun to my head to get a tattoo, I said, okay, tattoo. The one eighteen. Yeah, please put the California, the one eighteen freeway sign on my. Not your daughter. Not your daughter's name or the one eighteen. Sorry, my first love. Uh, so just a quick recap: one thirty-eight, three ninety-five, one one hundred one, one eighteen for me. Yeah, and one thirty-four, two ten, fifteen two, and one hundred one. Wow, yeah. so we only had we only shared the one hundred one. It's pretty good, and no yeah, mention of the five or the four hundred five. Oh uh, no, because the five is garbage. Six hundred five. Yeah, the six hundred five is is ranked as my second worst. Oh okay, <laughs> it is bad. I, that it, for me, like the six hundred five also means I'm at least forty-five minutes from home, like at least. Mm-hmm. And it's always bad, and it's like it doesn't go a helpful direction. Like I wish it was tilted the other way. Anyways, that yeah. was too much six hundred five talk. Like um, honorable mention would be the one ten. Yeah, sure. One ten's nice, classic. Which, freeway. if people don't know, that is the first freeway, yeah. I think ever. Um, and uh, it feels it. You, there's a there's that stretch when it makes the turn into downtown. You're like, wow, this f- freeway feels two hundred years old. Yeah, old and is. and I, I, if nobody's ever driven on it, I just want to like give like a mental image here. You know how, like, on a normal ferry, you have off-ramps. Right. This has intersections, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. You have, like, straight right turns at 70 miles an hour. <laughs> just Or 55, but people drive it at 70, and, and there's there's curbs. <laughs> it's, a, it's a crazy, it is a crazy road. Yeah. But I just felt like I had to make that as an honorable mention. All right. Lunch meat? It's lunch meat. It's great. Let's do it. Let's do it. The third, uh, third thing. Um... Do you want to do, I think I want to do honorable mentions first. Do you have any honorable mentions here? I do. It's, <laughs> I'll be. <laughs> What's yeah, up? I got, I got, I got one. Um, okay, one. One honorable mention. Go for it. I got, so ham. Ham. Okay. 
All right. So, yeah. so well, let's hold the conver- <laughs> let's hold the conversation for Ham because Ham is in, on my list, and you can give your your bad opinions there. Um, it's not it's not a bad opinion. I've had great ham sandwiches, but. <laughs> It's just, you're just more excited by five. No, I had an experience with ham that has completely turned me oh, off. Oh, okay, okay. That's yeah. classic, yeah. I had, yeah, I had, I was driving out to see me one time, and I had a ham sandwich, and I get to Pasadena, which, by the way, for me, see me, see me or so is about a 45 minutes to an hour drive. I get right. to Pasadena, which is the worst place to have to stop, and it feels like my gut is being stabbed. Oof. I feel like I'm being shanked by that sandwich, and I'm like, no and i'm like i can't stop because it's pasadena and that's just a nightmare to try to pull off and find somewhere to go yeah so i'm yeah. like i'm just gonna i'm just gonna to buckle down and i'm just gonna try to make it to uh make it so i was actually going to northridge I was, <laughs> and so i'm like i need to make it and i i just like clenched my way through the 45 minutes and it was Yikes. terrible i yeah. hated that and so ever since i've been i'm like i can't do ham ham is just i love i love like other times with ham like like i love know, other like times a, with ham <laughs> but like a ham sandwich now has just such negative connotations to me that i'm just like nope nope it's nope, funny nope. um but yeah <laughs> my honorable mentions are tuna salad and egg salad both i think are underrated actually i like, wouldn't I have think, even put those on that list well they can be t- they're good they're good I but I, if i heard lunch meat i wouldn't have gone yes egg. yeah it's true i guess it's not really a lunch meat but th- i think they can be done well like that's the thing about tuna salad and egg salad is yeah. i really believe like what your your problem if you don't like tuna salad and egg salad is that you're not doing it right like yeah. you're not or you're or you have a thing with texture it's right or like texture issues okay and then last one yeah I'll you can't you can't do it wrong and this is obviously out there but liverwurst i actually really enjoy a liverwurst sandwich it's I've very hard had it. it's very hard to find um and liverwurst is a, is for anybody who doesn't know it's it's a sausage made out of liver so it or, or like okay. a pate it'll be very thick um, it's basically, if you have that sandwich for right, it's just that and mustard and, and, and lettuce just for like bitterness and, and contrast. Um, it's delicious, but it's definitely odd. I mean, it's, I guess that's probably my bougiest, uh, bougiest <laughs> answer is that liverwurst is all I mentioned. So let's get into the top five. What is your number five? Uh, the worst thing? to say is bologna. It's like bologna. Like, have you ever had a good bologna sandwich? I think the trick with bologna the problem with bologna is people eat it cold and what you need to do is make it hot. So you like crisp it. Huh. Okay. Yeah. Like a, a, like, a, a pan. like a panini or something. Or the whole sandwich can be hot, but I'm saying you actually can cook the bologna. So put your bologna in a oh, frying pan okay. and crisp right. it. And then it's way better. It's like, it's like miles better. But yes, okay. a cold bologna sandwich is terrible. Yeah. Okay. What do you That's my number five. Okay. <laughs> my number five is chicken salad. So I guess I am breaking the rule that it's, but this is a, it's a lunch meat. Like this is how you okay. eat chicken. Um, uh, that's not how I would put chicken in a sandwich. I guess you could have chicken. There's chicken deli slices, but, um, or, or like a chicken breast. But anyways, chicken salad is really good in my opinion. Um, I like that plainer though, just with like, just with like a lot of pepper, like cracked pepper. Okay. Black yeah. pepper. It's very so basically good. like you're eating a wing, you're eating wings in a sandwich then. That's, that's the idea. Good. Yeah, that's the idea. You want it to be spicy, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, chicken salad. That's my number five. What's your number four? Uh, roast beef. That's my four. That's my number four. Congratulations. Oh, yeah. It's like it's reliable. It's, it's good. Reliable. It's not the greatest. Like it's not. It's not the best that you could do. Yeah. But like it's always. I don't know. Put some avocado and some mayonnaise on it. Right. And it, yeah. Happy as a clam. I'm a yeah. big mustard. I'm a big mustard guy, and roast beef is the best. Oh, it goes great mustard. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking a way to do this. A little bit of Dijon. 
a way to rank your lunch meats is to consider like when you're at the potluck or whatever and there's the like 10 foot long sub sandwich and there's all the different sections and you oh, get to decide yeah. which which one meat, are you going for there like yeah. which one do you go for there and i would say uh, always roast beef is actually like i always grab a roast beef and then i usually get like the like italian meats option which actually none of those rank here but no yeah but yeah roast beef so then that's my number four as well um i also think it, it's really it's usually really good at like like just classic lunch meat in the plastic case you know from the grocery store yeah um my number four is roast beef what's your number three uh bacon bacon is on my list too we might be yeah, totally number three here. because like just by itself i mean i love a blt actually blt like is really good but then like at the same when you start you can't have them every day. Like I feel like it becomes, yeah, you can't have it every day. Have every and it becomes almost like it's more like an add-on instead of a main part. Correct. Correct. So that's why it's number three for me. But on the other hand, you could put bacon with any of these others, and I'm probably gonna eat it. Like bacon on a chicken salad sandwich would be great. I guess I probably wouldn't do bacon and roast beef, um, or bacon right. and ham. Ham is my number three. I feel I feel like ham and Swiss like ham and Swiss is so impossible to beat. It's so good in my opinion. Um, okay. It's really easy and safe a lot of places. And again, mustard is critical on that one. Um, so anyways, that's, so ham is my number three. Um, I guess the other thing is like ham also, when you get like a honey baked ham at Christmas or Thanksgiving, just makes such a good sandwich. That's totally, that's different than like lunch meat, but right. You know, as the protein, ham is delicious. What's your number two then? So your number three is bacon. Your number two is? Uh, my number two is pastrami pastrami so good good pull yeah have you had the hat i've had the hat i've had the hat on yep. lake avenue in on 210 off yep. of 210 a couple times oh, yeah. it's great yep pastrami I, I just don't think you can go obviously you cannot eat that every day right weight gain is a serious concern <laughs> that's <laughs> actually weight gain is the least of your concern it's more like your blood your uh i'd be concerned about like blood clots <laughs> right but no, the pastrami, is it the, the hat, pastrami, or just the pastrami sandwich in general, it's very hard to go wrong with. Um, it's, it's I, I would say, and this is going to sound a little controversial, but it is the superior bacon. It is, the, it is well, superior. It's a, um, you know, it's, it, it's why Jewish people, like Jewish people made pastrami because they can't eat bacon. Right, because they can't have bacon, yeah. Right. Um, so something that I don't understand is the difference between corned beef and pastrami. I, I think it's it. the way, because corned beef kind of falls apart. It is it might yeah it might just be how it's presented, huh? I um, think it might just be the way that it like is it against the is it cut against the grain or is it? I'm not I'm not a con, I'm not a deli connoisseur, but I, is that how it is? <laughs> so Google just taught me that it's two different cuts of of beef. Okay. So corned beef Fun. is a is a brisket and pastrami comes from a, a shoulder cut. Okay. Yeah. Um, or, or ribs. So that makes um, sense. It's technically it's very very similar, but yeah, different things. Um, and and taste completely different. I don't, yeah, they're 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 both just like hyper salty beefs essentially. But yeah, yeah corn corned beef has the like much more pickling in it. Yeah, I love I love both those things. I'm definitely gonna have to get a sandwich after this ranking. Um, <laughs> the okay, pastrami is a really good pull. So my number two is bacon. So I put you we are, as previously discussed. I think a BLT yes. is is pure magic. Um, I actually got into a big conversation with Jess about what the proper order is of your ingredients on a BLT. 
um, uh, because and I also think yeah. How do you order it at Subway? How do you go and order it at Subway? Well, no, no, like like order of order of like bread. Oh like, yeah. Like how you actually assemble your BLT is important to me. Um, and then I listened to a podcast about why I brought it up is I listened to a podcast that was an hour all about different BLT constructions, which is pretty funny. <laughs> and um, and the guy shredded lettuce, and I was like, I've never like that's what they do at um at Subway. They oh, shred interesting. Lettuce. Yeah, I usually get BLTs at Subway. So they oh, do. They oh, usually yeah. do shredded lettuce, and then they do. They put your cheese and bacon on it. Okay. And then they melt. I usually do like shredded melt cheddar, and, the, and they melt that. Yeah. Oh yeah. If you're if you're not melting your cheese Foolish. on a BLT, that's that's a. Mm. Uh, I'm sorry. I, well, I think the biggest thing for the BLT. I have words to say to you then. <laughs> is mayonnaise like mayonnaise actually be, like I'm not a huge mayonnaise guy. But a BLT is when mayonnaise really makes its money, yeah. in my opinion. Like, I also, like you need mayo for that sandwich. Yeah, yeah. I've been putting. I've actually been having when I get it at Subway. I've been having them too, like a little bit of vinaigrette on it too, just Ooh. a little bit. Oh, interesting. It, it kind of adds to it. I like that. I like that pull. Yeah. Um, okay, what is your number one? Rotisserie chicken. So like rotisserie chicken. So if you get like you know like you got like a Vons or something or 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 albertson's or something and they have the rotisserie chicken yeah and then you like you know you have that as a meal and you have leftover chicken uh-huh that chicken that's been kind of like hand shredded almost uh-huh stick that in a sandwich okay that's really that's good beautiful. so that because is it's not a... too dry it's not too dry right that is essentially I mean... chicken salad in my mind so like okay we're actually going to be making chicken tonight we're going to roast okay. whole chicken and I was telling Jess that I hope we have leftovers of that because so I can make chicken salad. But I'm going to, like you're saying, kind of like pull all the meat off the bones. But I don't like mix it in with like mayo or anything. I'm like, I just yeah, you don't make that. a salad. I lay that yeah. in there. Yeah, okay. I lay that in there. Right. You use some mayo and some What else do you add? Some yeah. lettuce, some tomato. Okay. It's usually just like lettuce, tomato, mayonnaise, mustard, and the chicken. Right. And then it's okay. like either like a white or a sourdough and like you just lightly toast it so that it doesn't like all the condiments don't like bleed through yeah your sandwich has to be hot that's that's a, that a is key. the first way to ruin a sandwich is the bread you mm-hmm. you screw up the bread you've ruined the sandwich it's so critical yeah and and i think you're you're, you're you've mentioned a few times but your sandwich has to be hot i mean everyone needs oh, to know yeah. that don't eat cold sandwiches there's it's un- unless it's an egg salad because that's nasty oh, <laughs> yeah yeah don't warm up your egg salad for sure um okay my number one is turkey time. my number one is turkey. number one is turkey okay yeah i think turkey is the most i think i think just due to its diversity and kind of its um like uh useful i'm not useless i'm trying to say like it just it just in every in like so many situations it's you good. could use it in a lot of ways and it would be right fun. right it's whereas good. a lot and, of them a lot of the like i think because it's a very like middle of the road sort of like right it's just taste, and not, not saying like it doesn't taste great but right. like because it's like middle of the road as sort of like the taste range you can yeah. stick it in a lot of different things where like say roast beef wouldn't work or right. ham wouldn't work. Or... Right. I can kind of do whatever I want with a turkey sandwich. Like I have a turkey becomes... sandwich and now I can do whatever I want as far as. Yeah. It's like the jack of all trades. Right. That's the word I was looking for. That's the, yeah. it's, it, it's usefulness. So I'm, I'm, I'm giving it, I'm rewarding it with the number one spot. Cause I think it is, I would just, I would just argue it's the best, like the best lunch meat. Like it's, it's the king of lunch meats, but it's, Maybe not. I like, think, I think uh, I think there are times that these other sandwiches might be more tasty. Yeah, I didn't think about that. But, I think I was just going based off of, like, just 
person like oh what would i really like to eat well that's, that's thinking a- of like what is like useful to like what is the <laughs> easiest to make yeah that's true i think turkey like a turkey sandwich like tur- turkey avocado bacon again like th- those three things yeah. i guess a club sandwich yeah club sandwich thing. is great yeah turkey and ham together works um so yeah, that's my number one. So my my five were chicken salad, roast beef, ham, bacon, and turkey. And uh, <laughs> I feel foolish for having bologna. As my- <laughs> that makes it sound like I like bologna. Uh, just, bologna. Well, you've, you, you've had the same thing through all through all five yeah, lists. You, you put you put the one worst. that you hate. But yeah, five is the one you hate. It's actually the worst one. Not like uh, not like the fifth best. Yeah, roast beef, so. bacon, pastrami, and rotisserie chicken. Now I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks, Keaton. This was fun. We yeah, banged, yeah, out was, bang, fun. banged out three now, topics. You know, what? I'm surprised. I was just thinking, uh, uh, you haven't done, uh, or correct me if I'm wrong, you haven't done one on condiments yet, have you? Oh, I have not. Good topic. I, ca- I kind of, like, why I actually really enjoyed this uh, list is, and I'll, I'll say this to other people who want to pitch me ideas for shows, I think you could list foods all the time. Like, it's really easy to list. Like, foods, yeah. TV, like foods movies entertainment and music it's like yeah there's tons of lists oh, right yeah. like it's it'd be, you could list things all day i really am in, curious in like like freeways or zelda games like things that aren't naturally is that a little bit more niche yeah and, niche we could yeah. like like because yeah you could rank you could rank food all the time but yeah condiments would definitely be an interesting one i mean yeah. mustard is number one mustard is hands down my favorite thing um <laughs> but yeah but yeah my, like like rank mustard mayo ketchup that's tough that's a tough, yeah. tough, tough three. Does Chick Fil A sauce count as a condiment? Yeah, you could say. Well, that's just like main. That's like thousand dollar dressing. Yeah, basically. I almost got into a car accident one time because that stuff. <laughs> it's trying to, it is, trying to it eat and really dry. <laughs> very, it's very sweet though. Yeah, you got to. That was rear-ended someone trying to trying to dip those waffle those delicious waffle fries in that sauce. Mm, it is good. You got to like sauce. You got to sauce your stuff before you start driving. That's the, that's one of the challenges of yep. Chick Fil A. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, Keaton. Hope you have a good rest of your day. Thanks for having uh, me. Thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you.